Okay. Hi, Ryan. I'm your host, Adriano. Welcome to episode 305 of Day One Patch Podcast. That's Ryan, half here. Sorry you couldn't join us tonight, Ryan. Um, Tim and Matt. Hello, sir. Uh, Matt, do you have the document open? I do now, yeah. What uh, What are some of our top stories? Oh, is this the actual intro? This can't be yeah, actual I'm intro. so no, confused. This is, this is the actual intro because Ryan seems to have been disconnected. Some of our top stories include the Xbox Series X and S price has been finally revealed as well as some pre-order or the pre-order date. Wait, there's an Xbox Series S? Whoa! Yeah, so that was revealed as well. Uh, PUBG Mobile has now made over $3.5 billion from microtransactions. Ubisoft Forward, September 2020. And we also have a couple other stories and a Query Corner question as well. Uh, let's start off with what's new while Ryan comes back from, uh, you know, the crappy, inter- crappy internet. Um Matt, what's new? Uh, I have completed Marvel's Avengers on PS4. Define completed. Completed the campaign, specifically. So the game is broken up into two sections. uh, Campaign and uh, Avengers Initiative? Something like that. Uh, The initiative is the multiplayer, uh, and then the campaign is the single player. Although there's some missions that you could enable matchmaking and stuff. I never did that. I did the whole campaign single player. And then did I've been doing a little bit of the Marvel's Initiate or Initiative or whatever it's called. Um, so anyway, the the main story was really good, actually, really really well written. It wasn't, it didn't overstay its welcome, which was nice. Like I just finished it without playing really really excessively, and it kept me engaged enough where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna finish this game because it's like a beat 'em up, and so I didn't want to like step away from it and then not be invested in the story anymore and then never finish it. So completed that. Uh, two thumbs up for the story. I will say there's one really janky thing, and I talked to you guys about this earlier, but I'll, I'll still bring it up. So the game has its glitches and its problems and whatever, but um, so the last mission, and this is not a spoiler for the story, the last mission, okay, there's a part where you, you select the last mission, and it literally tells you, you're about to embark, you know, on the last on the last mission. Like, are you, like do you want to do this type of thing? You say yes. It loads you in to a seemingly generic map. So when you play the multiplayer, you load into a map, you do some objective and blah, blah, blah. It loads you into one of those, sort of like a generic, like, go here and do this. So there's, and it's fully voiced, like, it is definitely a... a a story mission, like they've they've taken that map, but they've made it a story mission for like the context you're in. So I'm running around doing the objectives. I complete it, and then it, when you complete a level, when it's one of the generic ones that you do for multiplayer, it like Jarvis or whoever will be like mission complete, and a thing will come up and say mission complete. So the game told me I was doing the final mission. I jump in, did one of these, one of these, did a story mission in a generic map. Okay, this is where it gets confusing. Did a story mission in a generic map. It said my mission was complete. Came up with the banner and everything. Then it took me back to the to the like the hub. Um, I'm not gonna say what it is just for spoiler's sake. So it took me back to like the hub screen. Then it loaded me into a cutscene and then loaded me into the actual final mission. So the final mission was a sort of generic multiplayer esque mission tied together with a very cinematic last mission. And this is the weird part. 
So when that happened, like when it when that second part of the mission finally started, I thought, oh, maybe that second part of the mission is short. That second part of the mission is not freaking short. So they just, for some reason, janked these two missions together and for what I would assume is to be like faster, like for the developers. But that is totally unnecessary. They could have absolutely just had it be two missions. It could have had me do the objective in that one mission, which I won't divulge where it is, and then do the last mission, which was really cinematic and I think really well done myself. So it was a very strange experience in that regard. That was really janky. Like that felt really bad. Um, to me, but the whole, like the story is really good. Uh, I'm totally fine with the characters. I know that when we talked about this game, when it was, when it was, uh, not released, but shown off at E3, uh, originally when the voice actors came out and talked to us and stuff like that. I remember us saying like, man, these characters don't like these Avengers don't look good. These voices don't match these characters. Uh, I'm totally over that now. Uh, it was definitely the MCU kind of coming into the back of my head where I'm like, oh, like, that's not what Black Widow looks like. That's not what Hulk looks like. That's not, or Banner or whatever. Like, that's not what these people look like. But I'm totally over that. I'm, I really, I'm really happy with the game. Um, the multiplayer, uh, I will say, whereas I'm happy with it because it's like a loot fighting game. It is extremely repetitive. You do, you do random objectives that are repetitive, like, oh, go steal this, or go hack this terminal, or, like, whatever. Like, it's always, like, kind of story-esque. It's like, we need to go and steal this from this, you know, this organization or whatever. Um, but it's in the same maps. So there's, like, I don't know, I'm going to say f- five, six maps. It could be even, like, 12. I-, I don't I don't know. But the maps do repeat. So it's Left 4 Dead-esque in that way, where you're kind of doing the same maps with, well... In Left 4 Dead, I guess you're always just trying to get to the end, but in this case, you're doing different objectives. But even the objectives are samey. Like, it'll be like, oh, uh, like, Jarvis needs to hack this, so, like, hold one point. Or, Jarvis needs to hack this, hold, like, a majority of points, so hold two out of the three at least, or whatever. Um, Open different uh, vaults, so there's, like, this vault system. Open these vaults, so you have to open up these different vaults, and, like, you always get attacked, and there's always, like, a code thing you have to enter. So, the game is repetitive in that nature, uh, and I can definitely see people getting upset with that. But I solely bought this game on the fact that I wanted to run around as an Avenger and beat people up and it's really simplistic and the story was short and that's exactly what it is so game gets two thumbs up from, from I, me anyway see I I didn't end up following through on this game because like you said you were kind of over the MCU characters like you didn't like they you didn't care for that anymore I realized that I get a completely satisfying Avengers from the MCU and I don't need this game Especially to play it like on a per night basis and kind of force myself to play it. I would rather just play by myself later and do whatever little multiplayer I want later. But like how 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 much replayability do you see with this? So um because okay, so sorry, the- sorry, and and the other thing I was gonna say is the way you were describing the re- the repeat missions is it similar to to say is it safe to say it was similar to like the HVTs that we were dealing with in the division? Like we kind of figured out the formula after a certain point. Uh, yeah. So for the listener, the HVTs that we're referring to are high value targets in the division where basically you go to your base, you select an HVT high value target and it's more or less like it spawns in one of X many arenas. And then you go and you fight that, that guy and his gang type of thing. So there's like replayability there, but you're in the same sort of areas and you're fighting eventually the same people, uh, depending on how often you do the HVTs. Um, it's similar to that, I'd say. Uh, it it is it is definitely similar to that. There are sort of side objectives. So what it is is, 
Uh, I'll just take an actual example that we did last night. So last night we found a vault, uh, a shield vault. I won't get into the story uh, on that, but there was one in the beta. So, um, but we found a shield vault in the snowy tundra. Uh, when you load into the snowy tundra for that mission, uh, you are able to free roam the snowy tundra. There's little side objectives, uh, high effectively, I guess, high value targets are like, uh, um, especially difficult enemies like big mechs or whatever they have to fight. Uh, and then there's also like, you know, you'll, you, so they're all question marks. So you like, you spawn in, it'll be like the main objective is here, but here's eight question marks. Go to one of them. It's the, it's one of the big targets. It's a, it's a, a chest. It's a vault or that you have to open up like a, like a secret room where you have to find all the switches and stuff. So there's like generic objectives that you can do on the side that give you more loot. And then you can just, and, or you can just do the main objective. And so you can run around the snowy tundra like we did last night. I think we actually ended up doing all the side objectives because it gives you a fair amount of loot and it's a lot more fighting because there's usually enemies at those side objectives. And so we want to level up. So you level up and then that's it. Uh, You level up, finish the mission, then that's it. There is like a component like the division in a way where uh, you can go back to one of two hubs. I won't say what they are for story purposes, but you can go back to one of two hubs and you can uh, you can go and you can... you. There's two factions you can join. Um, you can uh, you can do like faction missions. So there's like daily missions for them that give you certain materials and some other things. There's also a daily... Or sorry, there's daily challenges and then there's like a daily mission per, uh, per faction or at least one for the one faction anyway. I'm only working for the one right now. Um and you can go do that on the board. There are uh, mission chains as well, which we've delved in a little bit. So it'll be something like, uh, the I don't know, I'm just making this one up. But like the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. calls you and says, hey, like we really need you to uh, ensure these these things get or the, these things got or these things got stolen when they were on route. We need to make sure that they get taken back and so they can be delivered whatever supplies. And so you can highlight a mission chain on the map and you can go and you can like do all those missions and they'll be like unique uh, dialogue, uh, for those, uh, like throughout because you're like doing a story, but those will be on the same maps. So it'll be like, Oh yes, I'm going after this shipment for shield in the, in the snowy tundra, but I'm still on the snowy tundra map just with different objectives. So it kind of sounds like a, it's a drop down menu sort of system. Like yeah. take your, take your setting, take your scenario, take your character, plug in what you want and then like run it. And there is there is something that I really should point out, and I don't know whether this is a technical problem, and I can only talk to our experience. There's a... Okay. <clears throat> the game is very, very strangely married to the single player. So when you click on Marvel's initiative or whatever it is, the multiplayer mode anyway, um, when you click on the multiplayer mode, it tells you, hey, like when you when you boot into multiplayer, you will be booting into... Boot, excuse me. Booting into a post-game state. And so... Uh, you will, you know, they're spoilers, so you should complete the campaign. Uh, We ignored that when we wanted to play, because, like, it's the Avengers, so guess what? Like, it's an Avengers movie. Guess You can literally guess the ending, you know? Um, So, like, when I jumped in, I jumped in as Thor. That's my multiplayer guy. He's He's over power level 100. He's super powerful, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then we reached this weird thing where it was like, okay, we're all together. We're like, hey, uh, there's a, a faction mission. So one of the factions is S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, spoiler alert. Obviously, that's that's something in the game. So S.H.I.E.L.D. wants you to go after this certain boss. Uh, okay, sweet. So we all try to load in. Our game loads, like it's uh, myself, Ryan, and Marty. Our game loads to black screen. Uh, Marty apparently can't play as his hero. And it says, sorry, but this this character is locked in the campaign. And then he can switch to Hulk and the whole game glitched out. Now that was a one-off, like that was clearly very glitchy, but that 
error shows up more than you think, or at least in our experience. We had a full night of me just not being able to do missions. So like I was, I would select a random mission. I'd be like, oh, I want to do this vault mission or whatever it was. I want to do this mission. And it would just say like, sorry, the, the campaign character, the campaign, or the currently selected campaign character is locked at this time because I hadn't unlocked Thor in the campaign, I guess, but it never told me which characters were available in the mission. And then for whatever reason, after I got that error once, so I didn't get the black screen or anything, I selected the mission, got the error right away in this other case. I then go and click on another mission and I can't do any mission. It just tells me my character's locked. So I don't know what to do. Like, do I go and join something else? Like, what do I do? And then my other characters are too low level. Ryan's been playing with me, like, for the most most of the uh, multiplayer, uh, most of our, like, multiplayer career. So now... I can't play as like a level zero while Ryan's level 70, for example, or like when Marty's level 60 or whatever the heck we all are. And so then I'm like, well, now what do we do? And so there, like, there's a weird, seemingly a weird, like marrying of the campaign and the other thing. Like, uh, for example, Marty hasn't unlocked one of the hubs yet. And he went and I, and he really wanted to switch his uh, skin because the original Iron Man skin is not like the traditional Iron Man you'd see. So, uh, he wanted to have like a more traditional Iron Man skin because he was he was mostly focusing on multiplayer. So I took him into my hub, which has all the stuff unlocked, and I said, "Okay, go to this cosmetic vendor. This is how this worked." And then his single player his single player campaign tutorial popped up and forced him to buy something in the shop when, in fact, like he wasn't in single player. Mm-hmm. So there's like this weird like marrying of the two. And if I'm being that, this is totally speculation. If I'm being totally speculative, I think, personally, this game was supposed to be single player with side missions, because there are side missions in the campaign that I didn't do, because I can do them in multiplayer later. So, I believe this game was supposed to be single player with side missions, and that was it. And I think somebody, whether it was a suit, or whether it was a developer, or like whoever decided to change it later, like late in the development, I think they said, hey... I want constant replayability. I want like a microtransaction store. I want you to be able to level up your Avengers more or like whatever it was. I want multiplayer. And then they had to go in and make almost like a division-esque multiplayer for Avengers when in, again, totally speculation, I don't believe it was the base game because the parts of the story that are polished are really polished. And like the story, I don't even really like the Avengers all that much. Like I like them and whatever, but I'm not like a fanboy of them. Like I don't, I'm not like, woo, like whatever. Um, I don't like read the comics or anything is basically what I'm saying. But like, I really liked this story. Like I got invested in this story, even though I didn't, I don't even know some of the characters that well. And so I feel as though the love of this game was poured into the story and then the multiplayer was like, they, they asked us to do what? Oh shit. And then they had to go and like develop a, a, a like a story part. Hmm. Ryan, are you, uh, how much of that do you agree with? Um, I'm not as positive about the whole thing as Matt is, but, um, I do agree that the campaign is, is, is pretty good. Um, I kind of wish this was a, just a single player game. Um, it's kind of unfortunate that they tacked on this this weird multiplayer that the whole mission structure and, and the way you launch missions is very odd and kind of um, cumbersome, I find. There's there's like there's obvious just like there's obvious UX problems. Like here's an example, there's like a war table in the game and you go there and it refreshes every whatever a couple minutes. And it, you know, random missions show up there, your faction missions show up there, your campaign missions, if you're playing single player, show up there. That's your mission area. 
But if you all join in, so let's say I'm at my hub world, I invite Ryan and Marty in the game. They're in my hub world now, so then it's like, okay, uh, you know, where do you guys want to go? Do you guys want to go to... Um, I, they're not called hub worlds in this game. They're called outposts. They're in my outpost. So then I say, okay, like, you know, let's do a mission. What are you guys think, feeling? And then Marty's like, oh, let me go change my character. You can change your character at the war table by going into the war table and clicking, like, a change character button. Alternatively, for some reason, down the hallway, there's just a change character, like, war table looking module, like, in my outpost. It's like, why the hell are there two of these? There's just those weird UX things that make it feel tacked on. And I feel as though these are totally remediable in updates. So if they update it, it's going to be great. But like Ryan's right in that it like, it feels tacked on. I think that's the problem with the multiplayer. Is it safe to assume that this game, uh, I'm going to use this word unpolished. Yeah. 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 I'd say. All right. It's weird with the, the missions. They're all in like one big list. And you can accept missions from like different things, and each character has their own like uh, line of missions you can do. But they're all just in one big list, and it's very hard to tell which one of those no. missions is the one you need to select on the work table. Mm. Gotcha. Would you would you say Ryan? Actually, did you notice? And like maybe this is just me, but in some of the cutscenes, it just cuts to a whole new new scene suddenly. Like I've noticed a couple times where like two people are talking, and it'll be like. Yeah, we really got to do that. And all of a sudden, it just cuts to a scene of like them flying in on the Quinjet. It's like, whoa, what just happened there? But well, that's a that's a standard like movie cut too, though. I don't, I don't how, find that. How too how is it between crazy. the single player multiplayer? Like, is there is there a way for you to say I'm just like turn off the online? And I just want to play single player, or are yeah. you yeah, always yeah, yeah. Tec- or are you all always technically in the multiplayer? Um. You can load into the single player or load into the multiplayer. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Matt, anything Tim? else? No, that's just me. That, that that was all me. All I have. Tim. Hello. What's up, bud? <laughs> what are oh, you, you playing? Um, I've been doing a lot, actually. I uh, For me, this week, it was mostly Tony Hawk. I bought the the Pro Skater Remaster 1 and 2, so I finished all the levels on 1 on Tuesday. I finished all the levels of 2 on Wednesday. What the fuck? <laughs> There's not that many. There's only uh, 9 levels per game, so yeah. It's just, it's just weird. I played a Tony Hawk game on Tuesday, then I played a different one on Wednesday, and then on yeah. Thursday. <laughs> I mean, the remasters are crazy. Like They've got like something like 700 challenges or something to do, and I haven't even scratched the surface of that, but... um. Yeah, it's really good. I'm always really impressed by people that actually know what the hell they're doing in those games, because I literally always just button mash for combos. <laughs> but when you watch somebody who like actually knows how to combo properly and like, yeah, it's it's nuts. People are crazy with that game. I was watching some speed runs of like level completions because they actually added a speed run mode to that game too. And people are finishing like you know completing every challenge in 50 seconds, and I'm just like. Dope. Took me like a half hour to do that. <laughs> <laughs> stopwatch only goes up to 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to have to start. Hang on. Right 15. Start stopwatch again. Yeah. No, it's, it's fucking crazy. And um, I don't know. I just always really liked those games as a kid. So watching people that are like actually really good at it that also played those games when they were a kid and were good at it then. It's like, oh, dope. So nothing's changed and I'm still trash. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The soundtrack is great, too. <laughs> Yeah, that's some new stuff as well. Um, other than that, I just uh, 
What did I do? What did I do after that? Oh, I started. <clears throat> so I was on the PlayStation Store a couple of days ago, and um, I was just looking at some sales. And the Order eighteen eighty six was actually on sale for five bucks. Um, nice. And that game's been on my radar ever since before the PlayStation came out because I played a demo for it at uh, I think Fan Expo in like twenty thirteen or something. And I was like, this game's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. there's a gun where it fires like one mode is firing like. Um, thermite dust and then the other mode fires an incendiary round and it like lights the thermite and you blow the whole like floor of a building out and i was like that's super cool okay Um, go for it i i waited till it was on sale for i think 7.99 when i bought it and i played oh yeah 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 yeah. i i very much enjoyed that game like it's a short i think eight nine hour single player Mm -hmm. campaign there's some of the some of the cutscenes are so well shot like it's a very well done like i i almost call i almost say like it's it's a film that has video game parts some of the some of the cutscenes. yeah yeah i i I mean i i did i did pick it up and i played it on um thursday i think Mm -hmm. um for about four hours and yeah like it's very clearly like it was designed to be a game to show off the features of the ps4 um and i like i was interested in it and i knew it got a lot of flack for being short which is pretty nuts that like a 10 hour game is considered short but um, uh, shorter the better for me and i was like you know what i maybe i won't buy it for like full price but if i uh if i if it goes on sale maybe i'll pick it up and then it was just kind of off my radar for about five years and then it was like five bucks so i was like you know what i'm just gonna pick it up and i've been really enjoying it so far like it's it's honestly it holds up like it's mm-hmm. really really impressive looking it was and- it was the first time when i think <clears throat> i think there was a there was a shot uh who's the your main guy um grayson great what was his what was his title though what was his his adopted name um gala galahad galahad it was your your it's over the shoulder galahad and he walks up to a door and he pushes open a door and i remember like his hand goes on the door and the camera comes up really close and you just see all the wood grain in the wood like you see oh, all yeah. the imperfections and the marks yeah and that was the first time i realized like oh like this is the rendering power of the the ps4 like this is yeah. what this is what it's 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 capable of and, yeah this uh, is what it's going to be like from now yeah. on yeah like and i was like oh. i was just doing a random part of a mission i think there was, was a, a handful where I was up There's above a lot going through these buildings while like my allies were going through the street level like fighting in like open conflict and i just like it was one of those moments where you're supposed to just sort of rush through it and so I reached this, like, section of the building where I have to go down this, like, stairwell and go back onto the street. And I just stopped for a second. And I was, like, looking at the, like, pictures on the wall and, like, the 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 wood railing and stuff for the stairs. Well, and there's, like, there's, like, wear and tear on the texture on the, on the railing, like, around the corner mm-hmm. where people would have, like, put their hand as they're walking yeah. around the corner to like go down the railing and i was like this is a section that you're supposed to run through quickly because there's like a sense of urgency in the story right now and the modeler was like you know what it would make sense for this wood to be worn and so they they did it and like you might miss that like 95 percent of players would probably miss that because i, de- I, de- through it. I definitely miss that then so yeah it's like super cool and there's like plants in the in the in the building and it's like kind of a rundown area and the plants are like kind of withered because no one's been there in a while to water them it's just like little details like that it's it actually is quite mind-blowing it's probably got some of the best like interior space 
designs I've seen in a game in a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And like, I get that when it's not like an open world game, it's like more linear. Um, the artists are going to try to make every, uh, every location look like that because they want everything to be consistently like detailed and stuff. Cause they have these huge open vistas of looking over the, like the rooftops of, of London and it's, you know, tons of little buildings and it's like foggy and it's atmospheric and you have these different colored bricks and some of the roofs are more ramshackle than others and stuff like that. And there's rough parts of town and there's nicer parts of town. It's really, it's really, really cool. You know, what's funny is like another game that was definitely like totally skimmed over by a lot of people that was also kind of meant to be showing off the, the processing power of the new generation of consoles um, was rise on Xbox and that game is also actually pretty fucking awesome. It's just, it's similar in that it's like a third person game with combat and it's about like the Romans, but it's the combat is super fucking solid in that game and the environments are incredible and like the story's not even that bad. I don't know. That now, game was, that game was super fun. I remember like uh I think it it was definitely launch day and like I really liked it. Like I played the crap out of it. I think you and I played online. I was for a gonna while, say, too. didn't you and I play through that game together? And then, or no, maybe the the campaign wasn't multiplayer, but the there was an online mode that was like a, a gladiator arena that was actually super fucking cool. Yeah, it was really like good. Waves of enemies, and the arena would like shift to be different environments and stuff like that. Yeah, it was cool, man. More people p- people slept on Rise, but Rise is actually a really good game, and it would be dope if if uh, if more people were playing it because that online mode is actually really solid. But yeah, that was my week. Um, for me, I same old shit as always. I'm not even gonna say it at this point. Um, but I did finish Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, hey, there you go. Finished yeah. a game. Big old was, check mark. Yeah, it was a completely serviceable game for the Star Wars franchise. It. Uh, I was talking to Ryan about it. I um, sometime after, and it's just like. Like, like I don't know how many times they can they can do another Jedi story. Like they let's like there seems to be quite a few Jedi that were ripping around this the there's 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 quite a few and they keep on they keep on rec they keep on retconning them into to into existence. And it's like it's like by the by the end of it they had to like they pretty much took the game in a way in, in a direction the plot in a direction which you're like. If they follow through on this, this kind of this will conflict with something going on. So it's like they have to reset this at a certain point, and then at the end, literally, they they reset it and they they just kind of like un, undo something. It's like okay, like I you you have to keep the the status quo. You have to. Can they not? Can they not do? Like, is is Star Wars? I mean, probably is Star Wars one of those movies, series, whatever that has like like a show Bible and everything needs to adhere by it. Like yeah. you can't just have be like, this is the game universe or something. Like you can't just be like, yeah, we're just going to have like Darth no. Vader, like, I don't know, turn blue or something, you know, some there, crazy. There, thing. there was that with the old, like the legacy stuff. And like, like any game that was made or any sort of spinoff that was made, um, before Disney took over was considered part of just like the expanded Star Wars expanded universe. And that wasn't, it wasn't taken seriously. It was taken Canon for each individual person. Like if you, if you wanted to go with, you know, the story of Cal Katarn, 
go for it. If you didn't want to go with it, you, didn't, you, like, you kind of picked and choose what you wanted to do with Star Wars. And then when Disney came in and said, no, all this is trash, but everything from this point forward is canon, no matter what. And if it feels like they keep on trying to just insert just enough of stuff, enough stuff into the original trilogy timeline and like that era. But at a certain point, stuff is going to start to conflict. Yeah, like you can't change the world too much because then it, yeah. then it's like, well, you know, it wasn't 10,000 years between these two things. Well, in terms of the, the Jedi being around, like in all these um, all these games that are post- uh, Order 66, I think it's a problem because everyone's favorite era is the original yeah. trilogy. And so they want to place their games in that era. But there's no Jedi around. And so they have to make up a Jedi. Because they they want to either A, play as a Jedi or they want to tell a story about a Jedi or or have the, 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 the gamers play as a Jedi. Um, and so I think it's just hard for, for them to uh, I, I have a question, not actually. choose that era. Like so, okay. I don't know what that era is called, but the what's that era called? It's just it's past. Uh, it's technically it's the, like the Empire or or um the Battle of the Rebellion or the Galactic Civil War. All right, so okay, the Civil War era. I'll just say that. So like the Star Wars Civil War era is the favor is the favorite of it. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether this is a Disney thing or whether you guys would know this, like whether this is a limitation. But can they not just make and like I know this is a generic thing. Can they not just make a game that you have a ship and you can go planet to planet and there's a story, but it's an open world, or in this case, open worlds game, and you literally can just do whatever the hell you want. Like, you can become a Jedi, you could become a smuggler, you could do, like, can you, and have it be like a generic open world, modern, because I feel as though, even though, yes, that formula has been done to death with other games, I feel as though... Those games allow, like, like they play to the the people that really enjoy stuff. Like, if they had a Stargate, one of those, I'd be all over that. That's exactly what I want from a Star Wars game, too. And can they do that? Like, I is want that a. I think Age Rounds even said like a, a division type game, but Star Wars, right? Or even this Avengers game, but a Star Wars one. Yeah, um, that that'd be like like can you imagine the division, but with like Coruscant. And that'd be amazing. And you're just you're you're not a Jedi. You're not you 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 don't have a lightsaber, but you have your your different weapons, your loot based weapons, and you're going around you're doing missions. And then you have like the little touches of Star Wars that allow customization. Your alien race, your your outfit, and then what would really fucking sell it is if you had a if everyone had a droid companion, and your droid companion is where you make the most of like your money with the cosmetics because the sky's the limit like what kind of droid do you want you want a, you want a, you want an r2 unit you want a protocol droid you want one of those garbage can looking ones do you want a bb8 unit whatever and then you get to deck it out and then that's and then like your droid would reflect your personality like what is this fable three? <laughs> oh my god like like a like a star wars meets division game would fucking be amazing but they're never i, they're, I would, they're never I would even that. enjoy that and yeah. i don't even like star wars i would much. spend a lot of money on that game too yeah and and like i can i can see it in my head like i can i can visualize it um but and then and then if you wanted to really get if you want to do like different planets you have different outfits like you go if you go to like a hoth like planet or you go to a um tatooine like planet or whatever then there you go but uh 
the problem with problem with like that though is you they still don't want anything major to conflict with any sort of major canon. So even the story, if you were to do a story within there, like they have to be careful because Disney's not Disney. You know, whoever oversees the, the the Disney Star Wars Bible has to say no. This is canon. This has to happen. You can't do this. This has to go like this. Is this uh, now? Is there a what is that thing in Star Trek with like the VR holodeck? Yeah. No. Is there a holodeck like thing in the Star Wars universe? Not that I know of. No. Like, could they do something? Maybe not like that now, but could they do something like? And this would be like dumb, but this maybe would appease it. Would it be something like someone telling a story in that universe? Uh, yeah. And then it's like I was an adventurer, and but, then like that's you know what I mean. And then it's like but, it's just somebody made up fairy tale no, in the but Star there's, Wars universe. But there's but there's two far easier solutions to this. Okay, solution one. You could still go put in stories around whatever, whatever the Galactic Era, Battle of Yavin, whatever, you, whatever era you want to call it, but just don't do Jedi stories. Like you have to just be a little creative with your characters. You can make amazing characters in Star Wars that aren't Jedi's, and like you can have it. Han Solo is an example within the film, and then if you go outside of the films, like. Uh, Kyle Katarn or Dash Rendar. Those are very memorable characters and like you can do non-Jedi characters. Or the other solution is get away from that era. Go past episode 9. Go in between the episodes 7, 8, 9 or go to the Old Republic oh, or whatever. This is, this is what I think they're doing with the High Republic. This is the era of the Jedi at the top of their game. Um, and so I think I, I could see them doing a game set in the High Republic era that lets you choose who you want to be. You can be a bounty hunter or a smuggler or, or a pilot or a, a Jedi. And it will all work within the High Republic era. Yeah. And in the end, Star Wars is, is fantasy. It's not sci-fi. It is a fantasy uh, style of, of a dramatic series. Okay. So if people are concerned about like, they can, they can make the aesthetic work in any timeline. Like a thousand years back in Star Wars and a thousand years forward in Star Wars is going to look the exact same. So, like, game developers can still kind of have their fix for that. And, and like, every time they insert another Jedi story around the Darth Vader era, it's just like, okay, you're getting you're getting a little carried away again with, like, the, the Wait, George Lucas. to Luke. be fair. To be fair, uh, Disney did not want um, EA to do that Jedi game. Jedi Fallen Order. They didn't want a Jedi in it. But they allowed it. It was, it was uh, who made that game? Uh, EA. Um, wasn't Dice, was it? Wasn't Dice? Uh, no, I don't think it was Dice. It was um, the guy who did Titanfall, right? Oh, Respawn. That's the one. Respawn. They wanted to do the Jedi story, and they had to fight Disney to do that. Yeah. And but it's also so it's not it's not Disney's fault per se. Well, no, it is because because they allowed it. They yes, did they say, allowed it, but they yeah. also fought against it. But like but like somewhere there's going to be another one and then another one. You know and what? It, you one. know what this honestly sounds like? It sounds like the same thing that we've had conversations, numerous conversations about just about films in general, where this is one of these this is one of these franchises. Star Wars is just so blown out of proportion yep. that they are trying to wow us at every turn, and they don't realize that just giving us a very generic game rounded story yeah, yeah like just just a just a rounded story a very generic game 
Yeah, reviewers might be like, 7 out of 10, this game has been done before because it's just like all these other open world games. But guarantee you, you give that to people on the PC with a good photo mode, people are going to go fucking bonkers for that game. Yeah, they, they, they're they just trying to satisfy the Star every Star Wars fan, and it's just, no. The heart of a good Star Wars film or story is, the, is not the Star Wars parts of it. It's the... The internal struggle of your character and, and and the challenges in which they overcame to get where they want. Uh, any anything Star Wars related is just a byproduct of it. But it's not a, it's not even that though. It's like it's it's like if you look at Battlefront, like Battlefront the original ones, Battlefront one and two were like just it's just like okay battle game in generic location. Yeah, and those games did fantastic. Yeah, the, the first one on uh, the next gen, so like PS4 era consoles. Though that one was the exact same thing, but on a grander scale, it's like, hey, we can have better graphics and crap now because we're not on an X, like an original Xbox or original PS2 anymore. We're on a we're on a PS4 now. Like we're a we're a couple gens ahead, you know. And then that is like, it, and it showed the jump. It was just like, damn, like this is pretty cool. And it had its, you know, fair share of problems, whatever. But like, it was that game was awesome. Like I we played we like we all played that game to death we played the beta to death even like we played the crap out of it and then they were like man battlefront 2 is gonna wow us all because in like six months we're gonna we're gonna have like the clones or not six months it was like a year or whatever later but it was like we're gonna have the clones later and we're gonna be playing in iconic locations like that red area and then it's like those maps didn't even adhere to big battles like it was like how many battles did i fight maybe in the same damn map how many battles did i that we fight in a freaking bunker somewhere. I don't even know where the hell we were. Just shooting at random crap. I didn't even see the enemy armies. It's the same crap that happened to Battlefield 5 where they take the like like the grand like the, the grand idea of Battlefront is to have a big big war in the Star Wars universe. Fly the ships, be the troops, shoot crap. None of this stuff's canon. Let's go. And then for some reason they just go and blow it and they did the same thing with Battlefield where Battlefield 1 was super intense, literally the most intense shooter I've ever played. Super intense. Graphics like were awesome for the time. Mud's flying everywhere. The the technology is primitive because it's the first world war. It's crazy. Then they go, "No, no, 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 no. Battlefront 2, Battlefield 5, let's like clean it up. Let's make like Battlefront 2 like a wow factor and let's take Battlefield 5 and make it more like squad based." And they they just ruined it. Like I don't want to fight in some, like, I'm sorry, I don't want to fight in some random freaking bunker in that stupid, in, like, in that stupid red planet from The Last Jedi, or, like, that uh, one area where, like, crate. in Crate, like, okay, so, like, the Crate map is, like, a cool map, like, it's a cool planet, what they should have did was had, like, both sides looking at each other across, like, with, like, trenches, and then had both sides, like, looking at each other with spawn immunity and, like, a 30 second countdown, and you're gonna be like, oh my god, like, we're gonna, we're gonna just shoot each other. And then, like, little trenches and stuff you can jump in? That would be chaotic. Oh, no, they have to have tunnels all over the damn place. There's tunnels literally everywhere. You can't see anyone. There's no one around. Snipers are freaking everywhere because all they do is snipe everybody. That game's horrible. That's a bad game. That is a horrible game. Anyways, it. Uh, I finished Last Jedi. It, uh, it was completely, <laughs> completely serviceable, but serviceable, but I, uh, I want them to do something different. You finished The Last Jedi? Not not the last Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order. Insert Jedi title name here. That's the one that I finished. <laughs> Which it features is a fucking the last title. of the Jedi. Sorry? The game features the last of the Jedi. Yeah, except for every other one that's out there. There's like five. <laughs> Come on. Now. There's probably more than that. <laughs> I, I read through the Darth Vader Get comics. Get unwritten. 
So um, gonna milk that cash cow, baby. The question is, what what do you guys think I should start next? I think I've narrowed it down to two to one of three games. Well, one of two games, really. Uh, Uncharted Four and its appropriate DLCs, or <laughs> you like this one, Quantum Break. You know what? Follow I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Jesus, Quantum Break. Get it done. I think yeah. you know my choice. Uh, uh, Uncharted. Yeah. Have you yeah. played Alan Wake? I played Alan Wake, and that's why I want to yeah. play Control to play the DLC, but I want mm-hmm. to play Quantum Break first because yeah. I feel like I, I feel like I need to for one of uh, several reasons. Like it's not only feels like it's it's spiritual predecessor, but it's not. A, I think it's not a realm of possibility for them to work those two together as well. So people keep I, telling me I need to play Alan Wake. Alan Wake is Alan Wake was easily in my top five games of the Xbox 360. I fucking that's loved crazy. Alan, I fucking loved Alan Wake. It's high praise. Yeah, I I'll have I, to look into it. Yeah. It, it's 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 split up into you can get it done in in three or six sittings if you want to do it's literally split up into what what they call episodes yeah yeah uh six episodes and then there's two dlc packs so really like eight sittings or you could like double up and do it in four All right, did you Let's not see. did you not you've never played alan wake tim no i never did i never now, bought it it would be like a really good stream game for you but there's a lot of licensed music yeah you would get you'd get nabbed on it there's I mean, like a li- license, man. I don't care about the vod. <laughs> uh, uh, license, license music and license stuff. Like they have like brand names in it. Like Durst, uh, I think Energizer's in there. Uh, XM Radio, I think you have. Uh, oh my god! Li- like like <laughs> there are actual brand ca- like car brand names in there. Like they, that's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Al- Alan Wake is fantastic, Tim. Like it, I think you'd love it. Like I, it, it's one of the most memorable 360 titles for me. Yeah. I mean, I was just about to go onto the Xbox, like, PC store to see um, if it was on there, but it's telling me I need to update it, and it says manage update in the store, so I click that. There's literally nowhere for me to click update. (laughs) It's just, it's not, it's not here. (laughs) That's the end of uh, that store then, I guess. It's like, fuck, do I need to update the store or the or the app? It says your version of the Xbox app is outdated. So I click on the store to update and I go in there and there's no Xbox app to update. <laughs> it, it might be it might be done through Windows. Oh, it might be done God. through Windows update. Like you, if you do like uh, check Windows for update, they might push it through there. Is it? Okay, whatever. Yeah, you have to go to like settings and shit. But that's uh, that's uh, me. That's a uh, me, Adriano. That's a me, Yamadio. All right, let's hop into the stories because we're... Running out of time here. No, but Ryan, what did you play? Avengers. Uh, <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, so the big news for the week is that Xbox Series X and Series S were actually leaked. The uh, price um, and then also the Series S, which was previously unseen to the public. Um, so Xbox then confirmed it pretty much the day of. I guess it leaked late at night, right? For yeah, us, it, was like for us it was late at night, yeah. Yeah. And then Xbox's Twitter account posted a hilarious meme at like two oh seven, yeah. And uh, and then they they announced it all. So I guess the big news is that the price of the Series S is three seventy nine Canadian, five and uh, two ninety nine American, and the Series X is five ninety nine Canadian, four ninety nine American. Which is an insanely good yeah. set of prices. 
Yeah. Better than I th- was afraid it was going to be. I, I legitimately thought when you had sent the Canadian, because uh, you sent the Canadian uh, little infographic here. Yeah, yeah. I am like, oh, this has to be the American price. And then you're like, no, this is the Canadian one. I'm like, fuck off. And then you sent the American <laughs> one right after. I was like, holy shit. It's not terrible, yeah. Yeah. I, I also, just a little side note, I do like how the Canadian one has the cents in there. Like, we go $599.99 and $399.99. And then the U.S. one's just $499 and $299. Like, it's just... Yeah. That's weird. really odd. Must, must, must be, like, a difference in marketing. Well, think uh, think about it. If they sell a million consoles, that's a million dollars almost. Why not do it for the U.S.? They, but gu- guaranteed the U.S. is $499.99 and it's yeah. $299.99 for just for some oh, reason. They just guaranteed. didn't put it on the actual poster. Like, it's Is there just, some sort of law in Canada that you had oh, to put maybe. the maybe, exact maybe. price? Possibly. I just so, find that interesting. Alan so Wake the, is included with Game Pass on PC. There we go. Done deal. Sorry, what wow. was that? Alan Wake is on PC Game Pass. Yeah, so if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, there's uh the same main game and then there's two post game DLC packs. One's called the writer, one's called the I don't remember the other one. Writer and then something else. So there's main game, those two packs, and then there's a whole other game called Alan Wake's American Nightmare. That one you may have to go to Steam for. Yeah, I don't know if they're on here. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to go to Steam for that game, but uh, you should play those as well. But yeah, five ninety nine, four ninety nine, or five ninety nine, three seventy nine. So the Series S is like a. um, I I mean, I I imagine it's more powerful than the Xbox One X. Um, It's capable of doing fourteen forty p up to one hundred and twenty frames per second. Um, with four four K upscaling. Uh, has a 512 gigabyte um, SSD, and it um, what was the last one I was going to say there? Oh, it has ray tracing as well. This is the S. Yeah, so that's a pretty little capable box, if uh, especially for the price. Like that's an insane yeah. price. Yeah. That could have been next gen right there, and I think it would have been okay. Um, Although I saw a post online that was saying something about it not having the up like the upscaling features of the xbox one x or something because the one x can get to 4k right yeah but that one will not be able to oh but the x i thought the x doesn't upscale to 4k i thought it was native 4k the one x yeah wait what the xbox one x can support native 4k on games that support native 4k right oh and then the and then the Series X is native 4K, I would assume. I would Correct. hope. Correct. And then the Series S is native 1440p that will upscale to 4K. That's right. Okay. And there's and there's uh, I see the I I'm basing this just on the graphic that we have here, but there seems to be no optical drive with the S. No, there isn't. But okay. a 512 gigabyte hard drive is pretty small. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I, they haven't mentioned anything. I don't think about these the Different install series. size of um oh, of different yeah. products. I'm betting that like game game sizes aren't going to be as big because they don't they don't have to be. Oh, they don't have to be the 4K textures. That's a good point. Well, no, I'm talking specifically about game files. So like with with um, say for example like Call of Duty, right? It's like 150 gigs or something. The only reason that it's so big is because they're they're writing it for hard drives, not solid state drives. And then like the just the mechanical difference between a hard drive and a solid state drive, like the way that they were keeping load times down in modern games was by just duplicating files so that on the hard drive, it didn't have to search through everything to try to find this one file to load. They would have that file in there like four times so that it would find it four times as fast. But now that it's now that it's designed for a solid state drive, 
it doesn't matter because it can just find it like that anyway. So hmm. I'm wondering if install sizes for next-gen games are going to be smaller because they're actually designed for solid-state hard drives. That'd be so good. <laughs> well, so, here, like, we a, might not have to oh, worry about a 150 gig install for COD anymore. Now it's only going to be fucking, like, you know... 100. Fi- 50 gigs. <laughs> like, best-case scenario, 50 gigs, maybe even less, right? Depends on how much they have to do that kind of stuff. And, like, how much of that is actually taking up the current file sizes. That'll be the very first thing that I look for when I look at, like, Xbox Series X or PS5 game cases will be install sizes. Because yeah. I'm really interested to see if they're going to change. It's it's funny it's funny because even with the games and the discs, like it, nothing runs off the disc anyways. Like it's just at mm-hmm. a certain at a certain point, the 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 updated version on your console is so different that the disc yeah. isn't. It just authenticates your purchase at that point. Yeah, it's D, it's physical DRM. Like yeah, that's what it is. Um, so I I like how they and you know the graphics person who put this up, you know, put them both vertically because it looks better on a, as a thumbnail. But look at the little Xbox symbol on the top left of each respective console, and the on the Series X you have the Xbox oh yeah orientated properly to the audience, and you have the on the Series S you have it rotated ninety degrees, indicating that that one is going to be laying down while the X stands up. The X because looks it ridiculous stands above down. the competition. Sorry, what was that? They sent over dummy dummy units to like influencers and 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 the press. Yeah. And they've been taking pictures of it in different like scenarios and stuff. Mm-hmm. The the Series X looks ridiculous on its side. Do we? Oh yeah, on the side. I imagine the Series X. But is it is it meant to like? Can it go on its side yes. or is it designed yeah. to only be upright? No, they said it can do both. It even has like the nubs you can see in some of the pictures. And and does the S also like? Yes. Okay. I I would hope the S could stand up because if they're showing it in the thumbnail, like it's it would they, be misleading. They can both do up okay and, up and down. I mean, I don't hate it when it's sideways. It looks a little silly that it's just so it's like just, tall it's just still. Too tall, but, yeah. I mean, with like the the disc drive and stuff, I think it looks fine. I would prefer to have it upright, but I don't know where I could put that. You have a massive basement, man. Get a you're, you're, you're get also a, gonna get also gonna get rid of the other consoles. Get a server rack going or something. Start start <laughs> dr- you know mounting that shit in there. I mean, to be fair, these pictures of it on like entertainment units looks fucking terrible. Yeah, it it does look really. Oh stupid. man, if I if I if I had a nice big house and I had the room, I would absolutely have like a server rack. But if you had like a massive entertainment unit and you could sit it next to your TV. It would look I, great. Yeah. 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 But I've, was... I've never been big on entertainment units. Like, I like to have that stuff hidden away somewhere else. Yeah, if you had an entertainment unit that was like, like how some people have like a whole like shelving unit for this one yeah. section of their wall kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. So, what... pre-order starts September 22nd, and it launches November 10th. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you even, to go back to that hard drive thing, would you even download games that were multiplayer only with xCloud? What's the point? Sorry, say that whole thing again. If you're playing a multiplayer-only game, and we're talking about a 512-gig hard drive in the Series S, why would you even download the game when there's xCloud? Because if the internet's down, then you can't play it anyway. I would almost say that a, a multiplayer game I would want downloaded, because that's a level of latency with back and forth that I would not want to have to deal with. If I can cut out the processing part of it and have it local, I would want the multiplayer game. If anything, a single player game, I would consider doing X cloud. That's weird. 
That's what you would you would want a single player game to be. No, I wouldn't cl- want it. Like, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it. But I would if I had to pick one over the other. Like if I didn't have space for both a multiplayer and a single player game, and I had to bring one down to the hard drive, I think I'd rather bring a multiplayer game down to the hard drive. I I would never want to play a streaming version of Smash Bros while trying to play against other players playing Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Internet's already terrible as it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like there's there's a level of just frame by frame accuracy that you need in multiplayer games that I would not trust with having another level of of latency there to have to deal with. I'd love to see how it compares because updating multiplayer games, since they usually are the ones that update the most, is like super annoying. And so it'd be interesting to see what the difference would be. Like whether you would even but notice it. If you have the speed to stream games, you probably have the speed to download quickly. Right, yeah. but we're talking about hard drive space. Like we're trying to save save the space. I mean, on the I console. bet you Microsoft would want you to, you know, get XCloud. Yeah. Maybe there's different models though. Maybe they'll have one with the terabyte. I don't know. And like, what are the options? What did they t- say the options were for um, external? You have they, to buy their proprietary memory cards, but it's not so. It's still possible. Like if I if I had a five twelve and I wanted another five hundred twelve, it is I can do it. Um, I've never. I don't know whether they can be inserted into the Series S. Is that confirmed? Do we know that? No, I don't know that. Only for the X. Yeah, the X is confirmed. The S, I would assume, but I don't know. It should be the other way around if you have a smaller space, motherfuckers. I think the X has a terabyte. Yeah, exactly. So if you have less than the S, that should be taking the hard drive, the extra hard drive, not the X. Gotta keep those costs down, though. So Yeah. All right. Um, so we all feeling good about the Xbox, then? When yeah. when was the when is the pre-order the 22nd something what was it September 22nd they, September it was, 22nd It was it was this announcement being utterly surprised by the price and then the announcement of X uh EA Origin play. getting EA, EA play, play whatever the fuck they call it now it's EA Play Sure <laughs> they working them into uh Game Pass Ultimate and Game Pass PC but not the standalone console one for some reason um so like as an Xbox Game Pass PC subscriber, I'm just gonna have all the EA, EA titles now too. Mm-hmm. I can I can fucking play Anthem if I wanted to. <laughs> I could do that anyway. I got a free copy. I still don't play it. <laughs> yeah, me so. too. That's horrible. I'm yeah. uh, I'm quite excited to be in the Xbox ecosystem for the next gen. Uh, there Next-gen. was the other thing too, where they had like the um, there was like the Xbox All Access package where you get um, um, a Game Pass Ultimate. And you have to, you you can pay monthly to get your Xbox Series X or Series S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was like twenty five bucks a month or something like that. And then you yeah, pay it 20, off over two years. Twenty four ninety five in Canada, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty crazy. I almost kind of want to do that. But. It's going to open up the Xbox ecosystem for so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Like older older people living on like fixed income will be able to get that. Younger kids will be able to get that. Like Xbox is just going to be accessible by the most people it's ever been yeah like parents and, won't necessarily have to buy an xbox for their kids for christmas anymore because the kid can afford it with their own fucking ins- and, like uh, allowance and and there's no and there's no extra financing on top like it's just it works out to the same like they're not coming out on top at all like you're not losing money by doing the, the, that that financing package mm-hmm. which is insane but hey well, it looks That's like uh looks like xbox is playing hardball I mean, they have to. Yeah. They absolutely have to. And I was really expecting this kind of thing from Xbox. 
Um, it just wasn't, you know, in this particular capacity. But I'm glad to see it because, you know, you need that competition. I think PlayStation kind of got away with a lot of shit this generation just because they were so handily in the lead. They didn't even have to try anymore. Um, so it'll be good to see how Sony responds to Microsoft um, being as aggressive as they are. That being said, I'm still not going to buy an Xbox because it doesn't make sense for me. But it's <laughs> I know. it's uh, I, I it's good I, to see. I felt like I felt like that before the the Series S announcement and the price um, price stuff, and like I almost just want to have a Series S just for some strange reason. Like like I almost Marketing. feel com- yeah like I like I, <laughs> yes exactly I guess I guess they're doing their job but like I almost just want an S for the hell of it and i and i shouldn't but i do i was gonna say you of all people buying something for the hell of it that's yeah that's weird that's, uh i you should see the, the the my xbox uh design lab controller came in tonight I, oh uh, yeah nice so now it's gonna be hanging up on my shelf or just sitting up on my shelf but um yeah all right um let's move on to the uh, apple versus epic saga um some new things came out uh this comes from GameSpot. In Apple's September 8th uh, court filing, the tech company is now seeking damages from Epic over a breach of contract. Nice, Um, nice. And I quote, although Epic portrays itself as a modern corporate Robin Hood, in reality, it is a multi-billion dollar enterprise that simply wants to pay nothing for the the tremendous value it derives from the App Store. Uh, That came from Apple. In addition to wanting Epic's external payments uh, system permanently stopped and removed, Apple wants all earnings and profits generated as a result of Epic making it possible for players to bypass the App Store's payment system. Apple also claimed that it has been injured in its business and has suffered damages, loss of goodwill, and product image, and other harm. Oh, Epic. I think these are just, um, they're just firing shots at each other now. Yeah. But, uh... I really hate to say these words, but I, I not I don't care much about this, you know, um, counter suit. But I agree with Apple in this one. <laughs> you agree with Apple's like this this court filing? No, no, were, no, no, no. Okay. The, like like they're like the original the overall, the overall case is is like Epic is wrong in this one. Like I, I, they I just I, wanted to pick a fight. I, I, it's. Let me let me put it this way. If I believed Epic in their plight to like support the little guys and really get more money in their pockets, I would I'd be that's great, Epic, but you just they're just being dicks. <laughs> they're just there's they're they're just going about it the wrong way. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know enough about the internal business workings in such a context, but like it felt like they were going about it in a scummy way. Oh, yeah. Like they they knew how their their actions were going to be taken, and then when things went the way that they knew they were going to go, they fire up all their like social media and spread around these videos that they already had preloaded and like trying to get kids to be martyrs for their message and shit. It's just weird. It's just because they have to know their audience and like, yeah. I'm I'm curious to know. Uh... How much like the numbers that uh, Epic has suffered so far, Bo, Bo not having Fortnite on the uh, App Store. They they did have uh, like there was a story earlier this week, but we don't have it in here. But there was a story this week that like a bunch of people had stopped playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I said that they lost fifty percent of 
Bye, Ryan. Bye. Bye, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I think like think there was, there was a report Ryan was gonna say of like, um, Hello? oh, Ryan, he's trying, he's trying, he's trying, <laughs> he's trying. Call him Ryan because he's trying Ryan. Trying Ryan. That's uh that that's why you should name his uh his network at his place. Trying Ryan, Ryan trying. Um, yeah, like I'm really curious to know. <sighs> how much money they have it's not how much money they've lost but how much money they didn't make during this whole time like the the slide and in, in, in like their little graphs it can't have been worth it for them no probably not I think I think in the end they're going to realize this was a dumb mistake Ryan you back no he's gone he dropped out of the call <laughs> All right, uh, PUBG Mobile though has made three point five billion for microtransactions. <laughs> Looks like uh, you know when the <laughs> when the big bully was off the playground, PUBG said, "Hey guys, look at me, I'm I'm here." Um, with research from Sensor Tower reporting that the game has now surpassed three point five billion in revenue from microtransactions since its release. Um, the lifetime revenue for the game was estimated to be three billion back in July. The game, uh, the game needed. It says here the game needs just seventy-two days to add five hundred million dollars more, which will work out to about seven million per day. I'm not too sure that. I need some context for that paragraph. What's crazy is that uh, I don't know whether it was a shot or whether it's an algorithm or what it was, but PUBG was featured in the App Store. <laughs> Yeah, like it was shortly it was, after this. It or was shortly during almost this. immediately. Yeah, yeah, like it was like right at near the beginning of this Apple Epic thing. <laughs> it was featured in there, so like I don't know how much of that lends itself to this, but uh, this this is heating up. <laughs> like I, I mean, it's heating up. That's for sure. I think that was a little bit of both. I think it was the timing because PUBG just had some big update, right? Like a, like a features update? Yeah, they had like a whole new season or whatever. I don't follow PUBG, so I'm not sure. But they had some big update where they added a bunch of stuff. And so if, obviously it would be featured on the, the App Store. But I mean, it does look highly suspicious that now it got front page. But like, like do do app developers pay for that front page access? Like do they? No. It's Apple that does this. Yeah. Yeah, That then that looks suspicious. Yes, I agreed. But we'll see. Do you guys think? Uh, guys think the kids will go on to PUBG or they'll just? I think it's a completely different type of Pub- game. Just PUBG because it's a battle royale. Was free though, like on one of the games of gold or something, this month as well, wasn't it? Uh, PS Plus. PS Plus. So I don't know whether is 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 PUBG like making a move, or is this just all like? Is this just all, like, because of Fortnite? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is PUBG doing this? Or is PUBG just being like, okay, like, <laughs> like we'll just take this extra money? Because I'm sure PUBG's big enough to make a bunch of money still. You know, obviously by itself, in and, in and of its own right. Hmm. Like, are people that desperate for a, v, uh, a like, a Battle Royale game that they'll... They'll switch from Fortnite to PUBG. Like that's uh, that, I, that's the statistic. I'd maybe love to some see. of them. Maybe yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think I think there might be like that 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 kid demographic, like in the age of like six to eleven, who just know 
And you know what? I'll ask, I'm going to ask my cousin, my cousin Elena, because she, um, her son Daniel was huge into Fortnite on his uh, iPad or iPhone, whatever, uh, whatever device he had. And I'm and I'm going to next time I see her in person or I see Daniel, I'm gonna I'm just gonna casually bring up and say like, like what are you doing with with Fortnite? Are you gonna are you playing PUBG or? You're... Because like there is going to be that that kid demographic that doesn't that they don't have consoles. You're, you're talking about like like even just markets worldwide, even in countries like South America where they don't ha- necessarily have game consoles readily available, but everyone has a fucking phone. So it's like like they're going to have to find something on that app store, and there are going to be other battle royale games on the iOS app store, but nothing, nothing as original as PUBG because PUBG was let's face it, PUBG was fucking first, and then Fortnite stole it. Um, I I think I think there will be quite a few people that kind of jump over. It'd be interesting to see if the numbers on Android um follow. Like, is this is this a shift of power, you know, or is this a is this just like some fallout or is this just like a boost due to the absence of Fortnite? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, what is the, and will the they come plan? back once if Fortnite ever does come back to iOS? Yeah. Like, is it just an interim thing? Is this now a thing that people want to do? Like, what's the status, you know? Yeah. Uh, also, I, I don't have it in here, but Apple did update its, uh, its app store policies regarding catalog apps. So that that kind of um, refers to is that uh, is that Stadia and uh, um, XCloud cat catalog apps? They're they're apps where you can access other apps. Oh, okay, that's good. But also, did you? I think did you also say something else about Apple updating its review guidelines? Yeah, because they they get a lot of heat, um, and one of the arguments against them is that maybe a lot of these developers wouldn't be so angry at Apple if their actual review process. Um, didn't have as many flaws or didn't seem as like um, or wasn't as inconsistent. So apparently there's just like the, the review policy team at Apple is just like really bad. Hmm. And so it makes the developers frustrated, right? Understandably. Yeah. Cause like, what if you got a really legit, you get something that's super legit and then all this other crap just gets through. Right. And it overshadows you cause you're in mm-hmm. the same genre or whatever. Yeah. It's frustrating. Um, anyway, um, it, it looks like Microsoft is not accepting Apple's new terms, though, because it was like you have to upload every game that's on xCloud to the App Store. It has to have its own store page and allow all these different regulations and rules. That yeah, Apple has. They, they, they ain't going to do that. So. Is that even like is that even really changing much? Like, it doesn't sound like they change much. It's like, OK, f- OK, fine. We'll. It was more than what they app. offered before. So yeah, I mean, it's like it's like such a small it's such yeah. a small change that it just like it's it's yeah. insignificant. Yeah. So anyway, um, Ubisoft had their second forward of uh, 2020. Um, I think only me and Adriana watched that. Tim, did you watch that at all? No, I missed it unfortunately. But you didn't miss much. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> trust, <laughs> trust me, it wasn't it wasn't anything to it's write home a, about. It's not a criticism of Ubisoft. It's just that it was kind of their um, smaller titles. And, and updates on old games and stuff like that too. So was it like an indie forward? No, no. It's just lag. <laughs> it's just. It's just you know you know how, you know how every Ubisoft game kind of has that same 
formula for a while. They had towers. You go unlock the towers. You get a new area <laughs> and this and that. Of course, yeah. Kind of felt like that. If that could be translate into a. Uh, so their forward has a, a formula now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So and anyway, the technology industry. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Stay the same and never change. Here are some of the things they showed off, uh, courtesy of Gamespot. Uh, I I must have missed this part. Far Cry VR. This was so. Uh, just to put this. The actual show starts at the Immortals Phoenix Rising one. Everything before this was the pre-show stuff. Oh, I didn't even see this stuff. Yeah, like they had like an hour leading into it where they, they so like VR, the division, uh, anything else they had snuck in that there's a pre-show stuff. Okay, we'll just get get past that then. Yeah, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is a far worse title than it was previously called Gods and Monsters. Um, apparently the game has gotten bigger, uh, and I guess though so they thought they needed to change the name. Um, but anyway, uh, I think the game looks pretty cool from what I've seen. It basically you are—it's more fantasy than anything about the um, Greek gods and mythological creatures and beings, and you basically fight them. I believe it's narrated by Zeus and Prometheus, so that's kind of fun. Wow, I can't believe they actually got them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're, their schedule is open. They're able to... <laughs> uh, combat will be fast-paced and acrobatic, bearing more resemblance to Devil May Cry than Zelda. You'll also be able what to a... fully customize your own version of Phoenix. What a weird fucking metric. Well, the game kind of <laughs> looks like Breath of the Wild. It looks like, like a in... brief Breath of the Wild. They're in a uh, <laughs> they're in like the board meeting, and they're like, all right, boys, give it to me straight. Is this going to be more of a Zelda? <laughs> or more of a devil may cry. <laughs> this, like, this is GameSpot kind of, saying this. What kind of meter is this? Like? Nah, nah, nah. I'm thinking more Sunset Overdrive. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of Super Mario Sunshine in there too, huh? Like, what the fuck? But I'm pretty excited <laughs> for this game. Um, it's from the developers who made uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is one of my favorite games of this generation, actually. Um, so I'm excited to see where they're going with this. It kind of looked like a mini Assassin's Creed. I've seen a lot of coverage on this game, actually, and I didn't realize until now that it was part of the forward, but, like, every other YouTuber and their mom seems to be making a video on, like, what is Immortals Phoenix Rising? Really? What's this wow. for? Yeah. I don't know. My, my YouTube feed, as I, as I look at it right now, <laughs> is actually fucking filled with it. I think I think Ubisoft might have worked with some... I'm sure they sponsored everybody, but, yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah. This one guy them. that I follow that normally makes, like, Monster Hunter content is, like, he's already put up two videos on it. It's like, here's my first impressions after playing the game and shit like that. Yeah, they got access to playing the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, like, did a... you like look up, like, what, what's that bad movie, Battle of the Immortals or something? Did you look that up and now it's like, oh man, he, now we got that Immortals <laughs> keyword. Let's show Jeez, him all the Immortals right. stuff. What yeah, a horrible that, was, name, though. Was, eh? was that the that movie? Was that the one with Jamie Lannister? Uh, actually, it's not even called Battle of the Immortals. That's a game I used to play and it's pretty good. Adrian, <laughs> uh, you're thinking of Gods of Egypt. <laughs> That's the shitty... Movie, yeah. Gerard Butler rides up on a King Cobra. And me, Matt, and Marty saw in theaters. Oh my I was God. not there, Ryan. I forgot yes, you about were. that movie. I was not there. Yes, you were. You were there with the band because you went and saw two you went and saw two movies on the same day and you came over here after saying you were hurting. <laughs> How the fuck and then you Ryan, that and then so Ryan then Ryan retroactively inserted you into his memory. I yeah, never know right. when Matt's there during a movie. He just like cushions the boys like, oh, maybe it'll hurt less if I say Matt was there too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, good movie. Check it out. Um, moving on here. Uh, Prince of Persia, the Sand of Time remake. Uh, remake with an asterisk. Yeah. This is a weird one. This it is looked a weird like one. it was a new coat of paint. Re-reckoning. Yeah. 
It looked more like a remaster uh, than a remake. So, so guys, uh, to the two people in this in this chat that that didn't see it, I'll describe to you what they're defining as a remake. They they are they are okay, they got all the talent back. They're recap they re mocapped Mr. Persia and <laughs> please Mr. Persia was my father. Yeah, and they recapped Mr. God. Persia and and they're they're redoing everything, but they're not changing any of the established setup. So like your cameras and your maps and everything like that are the exact same, but they're just remaking it again. It's it's the cameras the cameras for that game make sense, but like, like, like at, not changing the cameras before that game does make but, sense. But at this point, like why not just do a a remaster? Like like, but, but it, you are correct. The cameras is the only point that I agree with them with. But you are one hundred percent correct like, in my like, opinion. Like here is the thing: when when they when they're calling this a remake, they are right in every technical sense. They are remaking this game from nothing. But they're not doing anything different or new with it. They're literally just remaking it. But isn't that what remakes normally are? But when a, a, a remake, though, is is kind of like I would imagine to take certain liberties with the creative direction of it, even like even a margin marginally. But they're not even doing that. Yeah, like the new like the new Mafia. I guess it's called Mafia Definitive Edition is a completely remade uh Lost Heaven and an entire which is the city and a whole yeah. new like a whole new game like yeah. a whole new game that is the story is... different the the, the no. story is the same but like the actual like okay the story is the same with the same beats but yeah. everything has been redone from the ground up like that's the... absolutely everything is redone that that's the key word with a remake is your story beats remain the same and like in the end yes you're your prince does this, she does that, this happens, this is the peril, this is the resolution. And as long as those are honored, you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want with everything in between, all the filler stuff. But when you're literally just doing it again, there's really seems to be no point. And like the the footage they show, like it doesn't look good. Like it, it, well, it does it's not that it doesn't look good. It looks only good only like it doesn't look great. It doesn't look new. It they show like a PS3 pre- game. Yeah, they they show pre-alpha footage. I'm just like Oh, this must be the original game, and then, I'm, I, then I look at the bottom. I was like, "No, oh, this is the new stuff. What the fuck are they doing? Like, this looks..." And and Ubisoft did one of their one of their advertising features of this is that this is Ubisoft first Ubisoft's first remaster. So I don't think they know kind of what they need to do with remasters. I mean, I mean, with that being said, then if it's whatever. their first, if it's their first one, like they're gonna get the language down and they'll figure out like with this one, like, oh damn. We should have redid the textures. We maybe should have given them camera control because the game is fixed camera, if memory serves. And like, like here's the thing, and I'm going to use Assassin's Creed as an example. Eventually, I see them doing an Assassin's Creed either remaster or remake. But if they were to go, if they were to do that, and they read, they literally just remake it, the exact same thing, but just make it look good again but they call it a remake. Like, I think that's just going to be indicative of them not knowing the difference between a remaster and a remake. I mean, it's not like they're making these games in a, in a fucking vacuum though. Like they're plugged into the rest of the industry. They know what the difference between a remake and a remaster is. Cause they've seen other games do it in other studios. Like, you know, it's something that they could just 
be aware of <laughs> and yeah. say, oh, you know what? This is something that maybe the game shouldn't be like this. Maybe we should do it this way. This the, When the games are remade this way, they're more well-received. Like, is this something that people even want? Is Prince of Persia, like, due <laughs> for a remaster? Like, what's the that, demand for this? I that could be a thing. Talking it, about this. It probably didn't have a big budget. It did, yeah, probably. And But I, I also don't... I'm not even really a fan of the, the remake as part of the title. Like, I, I don't like it when they work it as part of the, the actual new name. Like, I think Souls re like the new the 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 demon souls game like is it called demon souls remake like is that the actual title of it no it's just called demon souls okay then then i think then maybe it's one of the final fantasies like it's actually called final fantasy yeah final fantasy 7 remake yeah yeah and like it's like when you put that remake in there like that's just that feels it feels weird to me and like that's that's why i i, I really in, like it when rockstar did the final the um the grand theft auto 5 ports of to ps4 to xbox one and to pc it wasn't grand theft auto 5 hd it wasn't grand theft, grand theft auto 5 remaster remake definitive or, yeah it was just grand theft auto 5 like this is just the game it's the new it's, standard yeah and this is just on that platform yeah and and that that's why like <laughs> the the word remake and remaster i think are are very they're, they're buzzwords to- yeah they're very tossed around yeah. words and i and and i think uh i think we need to set some industry standards here <laughs> So you're not a fan of uh, who? What's the studio that made Metro? Uh, I don't remember. Oh Matt God, who made Metro? Anyway, Avalanche so a, is that right? No. So you're not a fan of them then, because they got Metro Redo for like all of their fucking titles. Metro 2033 Redo. But what is different? Or Last Light Redo. But I never played it though. Like, is it? What did they do to those games? That was just an HDFI, wasn't it? I think it was an HD up, update, and then included the like extra content deep silver that's who made it oh i yeah i'm not i'm not too i'm less like redo is is slightly more acceptable i I would (laughs) say like marginally better but like even then like yeah just honestly just but but metro 20 whatever and then put the year the actual year of its publishing beside it like a book it is funny too because even like 4K <laughs> Blu-rays, they don't name it like you know Star Wars 4K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars: A New New Hope. It's just, yeah. it's 4K just, it's, HD remaster. Yeah, it's just weird when they put the quality of the film as part of the title <laughs> of the film. It's just it's just weird to me. Um, there were some hyperscape updates. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is adding Sam Fisher, um, which is weird because I, I think a lot <laughs> of people want a new Splinter Cell game and they just won't give it to them. They're dangling Sam Fisher on a fucking thread. Like, yeah. oh, you want him so bad? Play our fucking game, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hope well, they was... said that during the yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was in the in the press release. Um, they always... Fucking video game companies always do this. They know that people want something, and then instead of giving them what they want or even communicating about it, they'll, like, they'll tease that in a different game. It's like, oh, yeah, we hear you. So here's Sam Fisher in fucking rainbow six it's like oh yeah this is exactly what i wanted said everyone as they throw their copy of rainbow six in the trash like <laughs> banjo kazooie nuts and bolts oh my god mm-hmm. oh, that that one's okay that one's different though because that one's microsoft's fault that's microsoft's fault but they that were like, is still oh, them the rareware title mm, right because no, it's it's a different it's because it's a different developer 
It oh, used to be rare. Enough. And okay. then they're just like Microsoft bought them and scrapped the team and then like told the team, oh, now you're doing this. Remember that banjo character you love so much? <laughs> How about a fucking cart racer? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Come on. There's boats and planes in that game, isn't there? Oh, wow. Planes um, and trains and automobiles. Scott Pilgrim <laughs> versus the world is back. I guess it was delisted from stores. Mm-hmm. Years it's, ago, it's back for its tenth anniversary. Uh, uh, I I would actually be like, like this is again, this is the when they call it the game complete edition, or I guess the the game whatever. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. they're calling this one, but Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete the game, edition. Complete, complete edition. edition. Okay. Um, this when knowing that this is like there is an actual just full package of this thing it makes me kind of want to play it now because I didn't I didn't know how many like piecemeal episodes there were or where i had to get it from or if i had to roll over a save file or i I really knew nothing about i only knew that the game existed and i kind of had like a kind of arm's length somewhat desire to play it but now that this is an option i may actually give this a go um we also got an update on watchdogs legion um they just kind of it's just kind of more of the same stuff with that game um i guess the big thing was that aiden pierce uh is going to be fully playable as part of the season pass for all those Aiden Pierce fans. Aiden Pierce. Everybody absolutely loves Aiden Pierce. Can't believe that people enjoy him because he was like a super bland character. Like an That's unbelievably bland seriously character. Seriously, one of the most cardboard characters I've seen in a video game in the longest time. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm going to play Fucking you know, Link in Ocarina of Time had more personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he didn't even say anything. Like <laughs> Okay. All right, not to not to not to completely defend it because I do I do agree <laughs> with with you guys ninety percent of the way. But is it possible that intentional or not that Aiden Pierce does work as a character because for you to be a main protagonist behind a mask is it not really supposed to help you as a player kind of superimpose yourself into that role? And I mean, then that? why did he have like a family and stuff? Like because in they, my opinion, it should have been all about hacking in the first because, game. Because because they need they, as as much as they want you to to superimpose yourself there, you do need something. You do need a basic story beat somewhere in there to to follow through on. You can't have you can't have nothing there. I don't know Corvo Atano in Dishonored, another mask wearing main character vigilante style, had way more fucking humanity and human like yeah. understandability as a character than a- aiden pierce did okay yeah i was just i was just throwing that out if there's a possibility i feel like aiden Pe- people like aiden pierce because he was he, like he's nostalgic at this point and people <laughs> like the jacket is he though I would say that like <laughs> yeah, people who too. are who are fans of watchdogs are nostalgic for him like he's 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 old enough like the first game is old enough that you could feel nostalgic for him. You know what's funny is when I was still working at the game store and we had all the like marketing up for Watch Dogs Legion and shit, because it's been announced for so long now, the only people I ever saw come in and see like, oh, Watch Dogs, oh, I'm so excited for that game, were always younger than 13 years old. Every time. It's always kids that were like, oh man, I can't wait to be a hacker and shit like that. I don't know, I feel like Watch Dogs just appeals to like the like edgy 12-year-old kid mindset kind of thing like they're just starting to like learn about how you know if you are anonymous and you do something shitty you can get away with it easier kind of like trying to be a little rapscallion type mindset i don't know they can they can be it, it justifies their assholeness online yeah. in a certain <laughs> it can point be somebody else yeah yeah um 
Like when you first find out that like, hey, if I do say this thing to this person, they get angry online. Hee hee hee. Like the sort of like baby troll mindset. I don't know. Speaking of, speaking of um, feeling oddly nostalgic for something, I'm just going to go back to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for a second. And there was a, there's a particular scene because most of the game takes place during the, uh, the Stormtrooper era, I'm going to call it. But there's one <laughs> scene which takes place during the Clone Trooper era. And there's a particular... Ryan probably knows what part I'm talking about. And just like seeing the clone troopers walk around, I had this weird feeling of nostalgia. <laughs> and I'm just like, is this... Is is this right? Like, am I... Is my brain malfunctioning here? But it was just, it was just like this... this this weird thing. It's, it's like, the era. I, you're, you're remembering the, the time in which yeah, those movies came out. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it's like, oh, I, I somewhat miss this. And it might be just because I'm so... Like, I hated the prequels, but now I hate the sequels so much that I might actually actually like the prequels now. <laughs> I mean, from a completely outside perspective, having as much exposure to the originals as, like, the prequels, clone troopers are way cooler than stormtroopers. I'm just saying. Okay, Tim. I'm gonna have to. Well, the, 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 they're more interesting because they have personalization and and personality and stuff. Stormtroopers are just like cannon fodder. Stormtrooper out- outfit though. So if I if I had the money, I'd have a stormtrooper outfit propped up in my condo somewhere. Nah, the clones look way cooler. No, the clone no, the clones storm, are storm. are way cooler, uh, especially in like a game like Battlefront. Nah. Nah, nah. Like I'd rather do a Clone nah. War fight because there's like droidekas yep. and and like the variants. Yeah. Rather than just like, well, that's all time we have for the podcast. Around. Let's uh, wrap it all up. Uh, just as a note, this is not a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> uh, the last thing they showed off um, was the what I'm calling the spiritual successor yeah. to Steep, Riders Republic. A last uh, a last surprise announcement for the show was Riders Republic, an extreme sports game showcased with a very short trailer. The game is a uh, MMO developed by Steep Studio, Ubisoft, NSC. Yeah, sure. You'll be able to do everything from mountain biking to skiing, and you'll uh, be on a variety of terrain, including mountains, snow, and sand. It'll be available on current gen and next gen platforms on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. I actually, I actually kind of, I might give this a go. We got the Tony Hawk remaster this year. We got the Matt Hoffman BMX next year. Oh baby, Matt, do you remember how fast the loading was in Steep? Steep, Steep ran incredibly. I don't remember any network, or I don't, I don't remember any. like frame rate drop or anything either like really fast load time no bad frame rate game ran and it looked fantastic so this game has like what looked like a ton of people riding bikes down hills or or snowboarding or what have you you could, you could have that in steep i uh, this I, looked I, like I, more than whatever I, I i ever saw in steep i i haven't seen the trailer but i'm i'm it sounds like it's a game i'm going to play <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if rendering the same environment over and like for kilometers at a time, like having snow going down a slope at a 45 degree angle. Like I wonder if that helps with rendering and like kind of loading in assets. Like it's not working that hard to get that information there. You probably don't need a bunch of textures for snow. Yeah. It's just like, okay, we're just going to duplicate this and then, you know, we can just keep going and keep going and then just say, all right, done. And then, the snow I, I, trails in that game were super detailed too. Yeah. So like it could have taken like the the fact that the the snow texture is probably easy to load and then like really put that power into the physics engine. 
We used right. to like wingsuit it, and our feet would be so low to the ground that it would dig into the snow, and we would yeah. still be like going. Yeah. Is this the same studio that did Steep? Did you yeah. say? Yep. I'm surprised at that because Steep, honestly, when I was still working at the at the store, Steep was a pretty popular game. Like it, it sold it was, out regularly. Eh? It did really well. Like from my perspective of like from the storefront, I'm surprised they would split the um. Like the brand this early on, I would have thought they would make a, a sequel again instead they of. They could have called this Steep too. They really yeah, should have. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing that. I feel like they should have. If it's going to be like a spiritual successor, if it's going to be close enough, and it's made by the same studio. I like I the name like they... Steep better than Rogers Republic too. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't know. I, I think they're going to lose some of their audience, like ex- specifically who it's designed for, because people aren't going to realize that it's f- for them. This is going to be another like Wii U fiasco where people don't realize that. The target market are going to be too confused. <laughs> like, well, we'll see. They might find out know. about it. Uh, what wasn't at Ubisoft Forward was Skull and Bones, which was shown off like several years ago. Oh my god! Really? I'm still uh, waiting for that game. We have an update on it, and it's because they have a new vision that it has like uh, delayed their process. So this comes from Gamespot, <laughs> and a blog post. Creative director Elizabeth Pellin confirmed that Skull and Bones has begun production again in full swing with a new version. Ellen said developer Ubisoft Singapore is fully committed to launching the game and supporting it for many years after launch. Uh, it's going to be a Duke Nukem Forever situation. Pretty it's much. going to keep delaying it and delaying it, and it's going to finally come out, and it's going to be trash, and everyone's going to hate it. I just like how the announcement for Skull and Bones was that it was not going to be at Ubisoft. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We have an announcement. We're not going to have it here. Yeah. Okay. All right, moving on. Like... <laughs> Uh, Pellin went on to say that Ubisoft's vision for Skull and Bones has expanded over time, and this has caused delays. Uh, many of you have been wondering when we've, uh, why we've had to postpone our launch. The answer is that we simply needed more time, Pellin said. We dreamt something bigger for Skull and Bones, and these ambitions naturally came with bigger challenges. Critical questions needed to be addressed over the past several months, such as how do we modernize the classic pirate fantasy? How do we ensure a more immersive and visceral experience? How do we create cool and memorable moments in-game? Uh, for most of these questions to be answered, it was clear that we needed more development time. I love the boilerplate developer talk here. Immersive and visceral. Mm. <laughs> oh, I miss that studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know very little about this game, but what it was originally pitched, I was actually excited about. Um, it was kind of like a uh, more gritty uh, Sea of Thieves. Well, that first trailer they had was f- pretty dope. Like, it yeah. was honestly impressive. And I was like, this game actually looks friggin' awesome. Yeah. And I know it's just like CG and you should never stake your expectations on a CG trailer, but like still the the atmosphere was there and like the expectation of like what it was going to be was like really well conveyed and I was like, man, this is going to be actually really awesome. And then like radio silence for like 2 years. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like this is exactly what I what I want from a Star Wars game too, just to be on a ship, customize my outfit, customize my ship and fight other people. You yeah. know. Yeah, see a thieves. But but yeah, more mature version. But not yeah, Thieves. not stylized though. Mm. Yeah. And that's nothing against Sea of Thieves. Like it's an awesome game. It's beautiful, and the art style really works for it. But you know, I like realism ish like stuff too. Um, I'm just waiting for the Rockstar Games pirate game. They did Modern Day. They did. <laughs> they did Old West. They did Cowboys. <laughs> I want. I want a pirate rockstar game we all know that would be a masterpiece of a game like come on like we we, we all know it would just be fucking yeah if, if they do game. cowboys and pirates then they have to do ninjas oh i'm fine with that all in one game 
Yeah. It's yeah. called Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah. <laughs> they'll do oh my they'll God. do they'll do their own version of Westworld. All right, finally, query corner question. Now this kind of ties into what we learned about Xbox's uh price. We don't Ask know it. what Sony's price is. So how do you guys feel? What what should Sony come in at? I feel like the reason that they haven't said anything yet is because it's higher than Xbox and they're afraid to say it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say think... something crazy. I think it's I think it's 700 to 800 Canadian. Uh, no. Oh, get this man out of here. He's crazy. No, ah. no, Matt. That's I think that's too much. He said Canadian, so the low end would be 700. On the highest end, I'll say 600 Canadian. Wait, wait, are we saying are we saying what we think that they're going to say, or what what we what what we what they should come in? I'm saying what I think they're going to come in. I think they're I think they're going to I'm going to shift it down. I'm going to shift these USD and and the Canadian prices. I'm going to say that the PlayStation American is going to come in at five ninety nine for the disc drive one. Either uh. Well, we don't even know if they're different prices. We're assuming, like, I'm I'm going to assume they're not different prices. Let's just, like, I'm I'm going to assume they're it's one unit, no no disc drive, non disc drive. But I'm going to say this is five ninety nine Canadian. I'm going to say that the PS five is going to come in at five ninety nine American, which is going to be an extra hundred for us. I that's, think that the one with the prediction. disc drive, the disc drive will be five ninety nine Canadian, but the non disc drive will be like fifty bucks. Fifty bucks cheaper, yeah, not even a hundred bucks. It'll be like fifty or eighty bucks cheaper. Which is still significantly more than the Series S, which is why they don't want to say it because their like budget, air quotes, model is not as affordable as the Xbox. They're Matt, both too closer to the Series X. Matt, you sticking with your seven eight hundred Canadian though? So what do you think, American? Probably Canadian. I think it's going to be six fifty five ninety nine. Or six ninety nine, like I'm I'm giving it a hundred dollar range, because I have a feeling that they had some room to play, uh, based on what Microsoft was going to say, and now that Microsoft said something first, it's also interesting. Here's a little bit of a question too, and this could affect price. Microsoft has two series of consoles here, both with different components. The different PlayStations are virtually identical minus that CD drive as far as we are aware of, that Blu-ray yeah. drive. So the question is, Microsoft, like, they announced when their pre-orders are coming out, the pre-orders seem kind of standard to me. Like, they just sort of, like, like I've called my, like, local store and, like, they just told me what to do. So, like, it seems kind of standard to me, but... Like, it's getting kind of late now. Yeah, it was late a month ago. It was late a month ago, but, my, like, if if Sony's trying to, like, hold out, A, I guess my question is, like, A, are they holding out to have their pre-orders later? Or, like, are they having, um, uh, like, logistic problems with actually getting some? Because, like, Microsoft clearly here was able to get two completely different sets of components at whatever amount of stock they were able to get. Whereas Sony has virtually the same console and had a special sign-up thing. Which well, could have been done just for hype, but like also could have been done due to like logistics problems. I mean, yeah, a couple things could be happening. They could be doing it for hype, or Xbox is having these problems, but is not willing to say it. 
Well, like I said, though, like, I, I called, like, my local game store, and, like, they they told me what to do, and that's it. Like, they told me when to show up, what day, and stuff like that, how it works, and I said, all right, and that was it. Like, it it, it was very short of the it being last minute. It was very samey to what it was when I pre-ordered a PS4 and an Xbox One. I don't think, but I don't think um, Sony's weird, like, register for a chance to pre-order thing. Is indicative of there being a, a complete shortage. I think they just wanted to ensure ha- or have a way to ensure that the biggest fans are able to get these day one, and then they'll have like a, like a, however many million available for pre-order for the public. But think about this though, right? It's like we're we're gaming fans, obviously, and like we just call the like like I said, you call the local store or you look at your online retailer. And you get ready, and then like you know the day now for the Xbox, and then you go and you, you go and you pre-order it online or wherever. However, pre-orders work in your region. You just go and you pre-order it. If you're a big fan, that's how you do it. Why does Sony have a special sign-up thing? Like that seems like you're totally right. Because, like, because like, both, it could, I think both are going to have shortages. Well, they're always but they're Sony always just wants to, to make sure that they're that there's available for their biggest fans. They're going to be sold out till like March. Let's be serious. Like like it'll no, come I, in. And, I don't and, I don't think it's going to be that. But bad. it was the same. It was the same thing with the PS4 and stuff here. Like the PS4 wasn't unseen. Like it wasn't like it was never around. But it was certainly dip more. Like it was certainly heard of that a store would be sold out of a PS4 or an Xbox One for six months. Like it like if an Xbox One showed up, it wouldn't sit on the shelf for long. PS4 same thing. Like, it wasn't at, like, there was a big shortage in the beginning because everyone goes ham for it. Then that, like, lull goes down after Christmas, whatever, so then there's less people buying it. But there's still a very high demand for them. And it would be nothing for you to just, like, walk into, like, a Walmart, let's say, and say, like, hey, like, can I have a PS4? Sorry, sold out. But if you do that right now, they wouldn't be sold out. So, like, there, I would say, like, around six month six months-ish at that time is like how long it took for it to stabilize to the point of you being like, oh, I need an, I need a, I mean, I don't know why you would ever do this, but it's like, I need a PlayStation today. You just go out and buy one. Whereas for like the first six months, you have to kind of like plan it and like look for it, like look around. Well, I'm going to go crazy here. All right. I'm going to say $4.99. Uh, CAD? F- uh, yeah, Canadian. Four ninety nine Canadian and four, American or batch the price. Uh or but which which version, which iteration of the console are you talking about? Uh so I'm basically saying the PS five versus the Series X. No, no, but the disc drive and the non disc drive one for the PlayStation. With with the disc drive. Okay. It's going to be it's either going to match or come in lower. So even if they do that, Xbox already has a box. Like it is, is it safe to? Can we all agree that that Sony's PlayStation Five is not going to match the price of the Xbox Series S? Yeah, like that so would be, correct. Yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. that would be fucking bonkers if they did. So, Although I would yeah. love to do that if I was a, an executive at Sony. Yeah, just to just make that be call. so good. Yeah. Um. So even let's say they match it, both iterations of the PlayStation Five match the Xbox Series X. Xbox already has a console that is significantly cheaper more accessible um like that i think like with the value of xbox game pass and gold or whatever the hell they're calling it like that's just still too good of a deal for somebody not to lean towards the xbox 
Like for somebody who just wants to play games and don't care what they want to play, like to have Xbox Game Pass and have over 200 titles just readily available. Like, yeah, that's <clears throat> it was a that's what I that's what we mean, right? When it's just a such a bold move by Microsoft to have it be so cheap not only that but like uh, with also like the financing plan you can just buy the xbox all access or whatever it's called and it's just you know 25 bucks a month which you know is a lot of money to be paying for something every month especially like gaming but you know there's a lot of value there there's an absolute ton of value there's people that spend more more money than that on games anyway every Mm -hmm. month because they're buying a new game that is a new game yeah when when you phrase it like that yep that's absolutely there's people yeah, that, that spend know. more 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 a month on like on like coffee. I I spend sometimes I spend more on coffee in a day while I'm at work than I do for my Xbox Game Pass subscription per month currently. Holy and crap! I mean that, that's pretty easy to do though. Yeah, because like that's what six bucks a month, seven sometimes like yeah. the PC version seven bucks a month or something like that. Well, not until next week and then it doubles. Um, but like. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I used to justify buying things as well when I was younger. Is like, oh, you know, I would I would spend more money than this on like lunch today if I went out for lunch. So, you know, I can afford to buy this game or whatever. And then you know, a couple hundred times later, you've got a Steam library full of two hundred games you've never played. So, mm-hmm. like, it's a bit of a dangerous mindset to look at things like. But from a pure like value perspective versus the alternative for that very same scenario. Yeah, it's it's tempting. Like if I didn't have any consoles, I would probably be looking at Xbox. Like if I didn't have my PC and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the value is just there. So it'll be really interesting to see how Sony if if they try to go on the offensive about this and they say like, "Oh yeah, they've got that, but, you know, check out what we've got." Or if they're just going to be like, "You know what? That's cool. Good job, Microsoft. Here's our value proposition." This this would be the perfect time for them to rebrand and relaunch PlayStation Now. Announce the price and release date of the PS5 and then basically treat PlayStation Now as if it's brand new. You know, and just say like, "Oh, and you can also get PlayStation Now with all these titles and blah 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 for a monthly cost and blah blah blah." I feel like they've given up, they've, they've thrown in the towel in that fight. I think they know that Microsoft has the better value there, and they don't want to even bother trying to compete. It's not particularly better one-to-one, um, because there are a lot of great games on PlayStation Now, and a lot of the PS4 games are downloadable. I think what they're focusing on is bringing more PS4 to PC instead and break into that market. Because the point of PS Now is to have access to like a lot of Sony exclusives and stuff. But if it can bring Sony exclusives instead to not only their PlayStation audience, but also the PC audience, I think that's going to be their focus for the next, you know, couple of years, foreseeable future. Because it's, it's gone over fairly well already with uh, Horizon. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot more of that. It would be a good move for them, honestly, because, like, Microsoft has always had PC, obviously. Yeah. Windows and Xbox having that infrastructure there that just like blends together very nicely it makes a lot of sense playstation has like no grasp on that at all so instead of you know focusing their efforts their time their money into trying to potentially bring playstation now kind of back from the dead realistically um you know break into a new market with your with your heavy hitters 
Um, IGN did a poll earlier, earlier today. It was 14 hours ago. This was on their Twitter. And it says, now that we have more inf information on some of the next-gen console prices, which do you think you're most likely to buy first? PS5, PS5 Digital Edition, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. 54% said PS5. 13% hmm. said PS5 Digital Edition. Sorry, this was a poll where? IGN's Twitter. Okay. I'm not saying this is scientific. I'm just saying this yeah. is a poll of what are typically hardcore gamers. That, as I was going to say, I'm like, most of the people answering that are hardcore yeah. people, and that doesn't reflect the casual gaming yeah. market. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wondering, too. Is like, what's the, what's the sample size here? Yeah. What's the, but I still uh, find it an interesting uh, metric. 50, 54, you said? 54% said they wanted the PS5. But I mean, think about how many people who subscribe to IGN bought a PS4 over an Xbox One this generation. Yeah. And and, and here's the thing, it's 54. And became a fan. And and here's the thing, it's 54%. Even even if we say that's completely accurate, like, for the rest of them to be, like, that's not, that's well, fairly well, close well, to 50%. Right. Like, Well, the PS5 Digital Edition is 13%. Oh, uh, okay. So it's still, yeah, nearly 70% of people that... Yeah. Saying PlayStation. Yeah, and then, and then the other two are Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. Well, Microsoft did a good job convincing me I don't need one, so I guess that uh, that pays off. That's the weird thing. <laughs> You're, I'm kind of in your boat, Adriana, where I want to buy it just to have just it. Just to have it. Um, but I really don't need it. Yeah. I could just use my PC, which is more uh, than capable. Here's the thing. So, like, I have a Steam link, and, like, a, like the, the only way I would really justify a Series S, because I know it's going to be able to do this feature, is... A Steam link will just help me take my Steam library to my TV. And I know an Xbox Series S will help me take my Xbox game live, like my my PC library to my TV. Because they, they stream your Xbox PC games yeah. to your TV like it would a Steam link. So it's like when I, when I phrase it like that, I'm just like, okay, maybe I should do that. But you, Like then, you might be better off though, like with a, with a price of 379 Canadian, like the instant you need that, that's at a price point at which you could then be like, oh, I'm going to buy this in the next couple of months. Like, this isn't something that's going to absolutely break the bank, and you don't really need it, it right true, now. Yes. yes, I could, I could, I could wait for the first waves to break down and get a, like a better built version, and then, like, when I do need it, if I need it, I could just go get it. Um, I kind of, I kind of just want a white controller as well. Um, but uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'm really I, interested I, to see PlayStation's announcement about this. I was gonna say yeah, I, I'm, I really want to see like they their next move can blow it for them. Like they could they could blow this whole thing. Do you think that PlayStation's going to do it in a infographic on their Twitter, or do you think they're actually going to do like a PlayStation? What's what's, what's the fucking PlayStation one's called? What are what are their thirty minutes? PlayStation play. now. State of play. State of play. <laughs> Fuck, they're all confusing. Um. Do you think they're going to do a state of play or do you think they're going to do an infographic? I wonder what would be the, the most buzz. I mean, the whole leak situation, which, I mean, some speculated was planned, um, but the whole leak situation seemed to really pay off in their favor, actually. It kind of made them, uh, people kind of like empathize with them a bit. Plus their hilarious meme that they posted. They so just got hilarious. a lot of goodwill um, from this whole announcement. And so I got them. I think that got them a lot of coverage. So I don't know if PS5 can replicate that kind of excitement, but it will, I think it will still blow up the internet um, when it happens. 
the, the, they, they revealed the controller and that blew up the internet. All right. Let me ask this last quick question before uh, we uh, call it for the night. Um, out of the um, Xbox One X, X not, not Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, fucking Xbox, Xbox Series <laughs> X, Xbox Series S, PS5, PS5, um, PS5, yeah, PS5 flagship and PS5 discless. Digital edition? Yeah, whatever the fuck they're calling it. Rank your uh, rank your most liked designs in order. Like, just visually? Visually. I'm second guessing the Series X after seeing those pictures. It looks, it's too big. The Series, oh, the, the Series X, yeah. The Series X is too big. Yeah. It looked really nice in the, in the, the graphics when it was standalone. But uh, seeing it in, uh, in, in pictures, it's just this like, is Ugh. this is my uh, this is going to be my order, and then I'm going to dip out to go grab some water. But uh, um, my order is best worst Series S, Series X, and then both PlayStations doesn't matter because they're both ugly. <laughs> Matt, um, I'm trying to think. I was hoping someone else would jump in. Oh, um, I can go. Go ahead. I, I might agree with Adrianos, although I don't like that big black circle on the uh, Series S. I that don't know clunky, why eh? that was made. Um, it's for it's DJ so, Hero because so it runs I, so hot, it's got to vent it, bro. I think by default, I have to say the Series X, even though I just criticized it, um, would be the, the best design, followed by the Series S. I think Adrianos order, I think, is the same for me. I'm going. I'm going. Series X, Series S, and then PlayStation Digital, whatever whatever that's called. The digital is better, yeah. And then the PlayStation with the disk drive. Hey, Although I, it's like an inverted list of excitement. <laughs> like, I, I literally need a new PlayStation. Like, I can't hit the share button and wait 40 seconds anymore. Like, I'm going crazy. My PlayStation is okay for now. I have noticed, though, like, playing with some people, like, even though I have the Pro, I don't know if it's just, like, an older model of the Pro, but, like, my, my PlayStation takes a while to load things. It, it, uh, it's, it, the, the OS is, is garbage. The, the same thing as, like, what other people are playing. Like, I, I was playing Monster Hunter today, and I was waiting on a load screen to, like, load into the same session that my other two friends were in, and I took, like, an extra, like, 20 seconds or something. And the one guy's using a fucking just regular PlayStation. <laughs> So, so like I don't know if it's just my 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 system that I've got set up in my room here or if it's like the actual hardware itself I don't know. It's like functional for now, but you know, I don't I don't, you know, I don't so badly need to play Miles Morales or anything like that. Like maybe something will come along in the next, you know, 6 to 8 months or so where I'll be like, "All right, you know what? That's worth buying a PlayStation for, but I, I, I just can't. I usually can't justify buying a whole system just for one game. I'm not big on having day one consoles because usually they're the ones of that generation that have the most problems. So, all right, there you have it. Well, um, that's it. Sign, See ya. Sealed, delivered. <laughs> what did uh, you Tim- just say? Did you say sign sealed delivered? Yeah, Tim's on the Twitch at uh, Twitch.tv/slash/LeadThatBiggers. Uh, he joined us uh, last couple weeks, I think, now, right? Um, yeah. For uh, uh, State of Decay. It's been a lot of fun. It's a great you game. Can, you can catch that um, on twitch.tv slash day one patch. And we'll see you guys next time. 
Twitch.tv slash Patch Media. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> just Google it. We'll probably show up. Probably not, though. Or just use the right URL. <laughs> See ya. Peace!